We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? Luca here back with the Raptors Nation podcast. Hope you're all doing well on this Thursday. In today's show, we got a lot to cover. I'm going to be talking about if the Raptors should make a change to their starting lineup. We're going to get into the 10-year anniversary of the Rudy Gay trade, which will officially be 10 years on Friday. And then to end the show, we're going to talk about an early must-win game for the Toronto Raptors as they're going to be taking on the lowly Charlotte Hornets on the road on Friday. Before we dive right into it, please do me a solid, everyone. Hit a like on the video over here on YouTube. It helps a ton. Please subscribe to the channel as well as we're trying to hit 1,000 subs on our YouTube channel. We just hit 700, so I want to thank you all for that. Also, you can check out this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. And for all things Raptors and Raptors articles, you can check out raptorsnation.com. We got you covered over there with the latest from Raptors land. All right, so let's begin here by talking about the Toronto Raptors' most latest loss. It was a bad one. Another winnable game slipping away from the Raptors as they lose to the Miami Heat. The Toronto Raptors did not look good in stretches of this game. couple of big heat runs really putting momentum on the Heat side. Darko Ryakovic getting a lot of criticism uh, and also another guy who received a ton of criticism following this loss, Dennis Schroeder, who took the most shots in this game. More shot attempts than Pascal Siakam, who had a very quiet and efficient 30-point game. More shot attempts than Scotty Barnes, who did not have a good shooting day as well. Dennis Schroeder was 4 of 18. He held on to the ball way too much in key possessions, did a lot of dribbling instead of finding his teammates. And this was something that was very disappointing to see because, like I said, for as bad as the Raptors played in spurts of this game, this was still a very winnable game. The Raptors made this a game in the fourth quarter, got it within striking range, but then just a couple of bad possessions. He made some clutch shots on the other end as the Heat win this game despite missing. Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. So this was just a very bad loss for the Raptors. They got to start to win these games if they want to right the ship here or else it's going to be 
it's going to take continue to be a bad season for them as Dennis Schroeder did acknowledge his poor play on the Raptors show. There are times where he does a lot of dribbling and tries to do too much with it. And it does hurt his team because at the end of the day, Dennis Schroeder wasn't brought in to be this team's best player or to be a focal point of the offense. He was brought in to defer to the best players on this team, Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. So Dennis Schroeder has got to go back to just making it a habit of finding his teammates first, set the table, look to find others before he finds his offense because the Raptors can't afford to have Dennis Schroeder have another outing that he had against the Heat where selfishly Schroeder was looking to find his offense when his shot wasn't falling and that really affected the team. So Darko Ryakovich actually answered a question about if he would consider making a change to the starting lineup because that's one of the things that fans are not called. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In four, most fans are saying, okay, you know what? It's time. Dennis Schroeder, send him to the bench, run Scotty at point guard, and start Gary Trent Jr., who would obviously inject more shooting into this lineup. So Josh Lewenberg of TSN asked Ryakovich if he'd consider making a change to the starting lineup, and Ryakovich said, we'll continue to look at everything and evaluate everything. So I found this interesting because Ryakovich didn't shut down the idea of possibly making a change to the starting lineup, right? The way he answered this, it kind of leaves things open, that there is a possibility if this thing continues to go south, that the Raptors are going to make a change because before you talk about making a change with this roster via the big trade, which is something that I've been talking about a ton on this podcast, on this channel, you're not going to make a big trade until the new year. You know, you got to wait until December 15th when contracts become tradable. So you're not going to make that big splash as we, uh, not until we get closer to the trade deadline. So the one thing you can do to hopefully try to change momentum, try to turn things around is a lineup change. So with the Raptors losers of two in a row, they've lost four of their last five. Dennis Schroeder, obviously coming off a very bad game. If the Raptors continue to look bad here, I mean, it might be inevitable that the Raptors got to at least try to shake things up via a starting lineup change. Because here's the thing. If the Raptors are going to be bad this season, 
you want to absolutely exhaust every bit of potential you can see from Scotty Barnes. So there's no point in holding Scotty Barnes back. And we saw it in this game that Scotty Barnes wasn't getting the ball nearly enough in the first half. Finally got it going a little bit in the fourth, but like I said, his shot wasn't falling either. This was just a bad shooting game from Scotty Barnes, one of the worst of the season from him. But if the Raptors are going to be bad, you want Scotty Barnes to get the reps, to get his shots, to be selfish, to get things going. So you you want Barnes to be the guy running the show. So if it takes benching Dennis Schroeder and putting Scotty as a starting point guard to let Scotty just run the show from beginning to end, you got to consider it. And the other part of it too is the Raptors' three-point shooting has not been good. And, you know, this is a team that continuously has stretches where their offense goes stagnant and things don't go right for them. So by putting Gary Trent Jr. in, you hope to at least get more three-point shooting rolling, get more offense flowing. So I, I do get the argument that is being made for benching Dennis Schroeder and starting uh, Scotty Barnes at point guard with Gary Trent Jr. It's funny because I actually thought this was going to be the lineup in the summer before Dennis Schroeder kind of took off and had the great summer that he had for Team Germany. Then it was a foregone conclusion where it's like, okay, Dennis Schroeder is going to start here. And Dennis Schroeder, don't get me wrong, for the most part, he has played well. I mean, I have talked very highly about Schroeder. Last game was really the one game that I looked at Schroeder and was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is he doing? Like, that was just a bad game from Schroeder. But other than that, I know he's had bad shooting nights, but Dennis Schroeder has not played bad. So I, I want to put that out there that, you know, I know he's getting a lot of criticism, but don't let this one bad game negate from what he's done overall. However, like I said, I am listening to the argument about a, uh, a starting lineup change. And I will say this, if Dennis Schroeder does continue to struggle and does continue to show tendencies where he's looking for his own offense and playing hero ball versus deferring to Scotty Barnes, then Darko Ryakovich, I think, needs to make a starting lineup change, especially if the Raptors continue to lose games. So I am open to the idea. I wouldn't do it yet. But if the Raptors continue to go south here, and we are starting to see more of the, those tendencies happen with Schroeder, then I'm all in for, you know, switching things up and trying to jumpstart this thing via a change of the starting lineup. Because like I said, we're, I don't think we're going to get a huge trade until closer to the trade deadline if that inevitably is going to happen. So in the meantime, the Raptors are going to have to try to jumpstart this thing one way or another if they don't figure it out as is. The one thing that teams usually try to get something going is a starting lineup change. So we'll see if the Raptors entertain it. But guys, do you think the Raptors should make a lineup change imminently? Or do you think the Raptors should continue to roll things as is, give this a little bit more leash, and then if things continue to fall, would you make the lineup change? I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on all this. But now, guys, I want to switch gears to... Something that was written by Josh Lewenberg, which by the way, go check it out. It was a really nice read, kind of just going over a very, very important, significant time with this Raptors franchise. So Friday's going to mark the 10-year anniversary of the Rudy Gay trade. A very significant trade and time for this Raptors team, which really, really turned the corner. From that point on, I mean, this was a team that was going through a lot of losing seasons, inconsistency, 
you thought this was bad. That time was even worse leading up to this. I mean, it was just a brutal stretch for the Raptors. And then there was a turning point. The turning point, ironically, 10 years ago, around this time, the Raptors struggling, similar to how they're struggling now. A lot of weird similarities between this team and that team. And the Raptors made a trade that instantly transformed their season and the trajectory of their franchise over the next decade. The Raptors, this is what Lewinberg wrote. The Raptors were in Los Angeles preparing to play the Lakers that night. Kobe Bryant would be making his highly anticipated return after tearing his Achilles eight months prior. At 4 p.m. local time, the news broke. Toronto was trading Rudy Gay, sophomore forward Quincy AC and veteran center Aaron Gray to the Sacramento Kings for four role players. Grievous Vasquez, Patrick Patterson, John Salmons, and Chuck Hayes. Now, this was a huge trade, not only for the face value of it, but if you look at this trade tree, which by the way, uh, when you look at Blake Murphy on X, he actually goes through the entire trade tree. It is ridiculous, the trade tree that came from the trade. And you can actually trace it back to Ananobi and Trent Jr. That's how crazy this trade tree ended up becoming. So Raptors make that trade. And then what's crazy about this is Masai Ujiri, it was reported that he wasn't done. On December 12th, it was reported that the Raptors were nearing a trade that would send Kyle Lowry to New York for a package that included Raymond Felton, Metal World Peace, and a first-round draft pick. So Masai was ready to just blow this thing, you know, Trey Lowry. And the sticking point was the Knicks were reluctant to part with third-year guard Iman Shumpert or rookie at the time, Tim Hardaway Jr. So Knicks owner James Dolan did not make the deal. He squashed it, fearing that he would lose the trade with Ujiri who got a haul of prospects and picks for Carmelo Anthony when he was with Denver, in addition to netting a first-rounder for Bargnani a few months prior. So Dolan didn't want to get fleeced by Masai once again. He squashed the trade. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he then said in this piece written by Lewinberg that he, he was ready to go. Like, he thought, okay, it's, it's over. I'm packing my bags. I'm going to New York. And it's crazy that, you know, Masai on the verge of making – this trade, sending out Kyle Lowry, how would that have transformed and changed the past decade for the Raptors? I mean, if Lowry gets shipped in this moment, guys, there's no Lowry DeRozan dynamic duo that then ensued. There's no Kyle Lowry with Kawhi Leonard and company winning the championship. There's no greatest of all time, Groat Raptor Kyle Lowry, if this trade goes through. So just a crazy, crazy sequence looking back at it now, 10 years later. And then, of course, Lowry doesn't get traded. The deal for Rudy Gay goes down. And what happened from there? DeMar and Kyle absolutely blossomed. They bloomed. They became one of the most dynamic duos in the NBA during that time. And then for the immediate impact of the trade, the Raptors turned their entire season around that 2013-14 season. They went 42-22 and 22 after the trade and finished the season with 48 wins, which was a franchise high at the time. And then, of course, the We the North slogan became popular. And then, of course, we had that epic opening round playoff series against the Nets. 
And that's when Ujiri addressed the infamous F Brooklyn. That was just craziness that ensued that season. The Raptors ultimately lost in the first round to the Nets, but it was their first postseason appearance in six years. So very, very significant time for the Raptors. But looking back at it, I mean, the Raptors make that Rudy Gay trade. And then from then on out, just transforming this team, trajectory changing. And from that time, to put the bow on this, the Raptors have actually netted the second most wins in the entire NBA from that 2013-14 season, only behind the Golden State Warriors, who are said to be the dynasty of this past decade. So crazy stuff. And why I wanted to bring this up, not only is it cool as Raptors fans to reflect, but also it's really, really ironic because, like I said, 10 years later, this Raptors team finds themselves in a similar position as that Raptors team. And I believe this team is in need of a Rudy Gay-esque trade to transition them into the next great era of Raptors basketball, because we've seen it the last couple of seasons, 500 basketball, treading water on the treadmill, going in circles, not tipping their hand one way or the other, just playing mediocre basketball and fans are starting to get fed up. So if the Raptors, I think want to change things up, you know, get things going, rolling the ball in the positive direction and, and lead their franchise into the next great era the next great decade, they're going to need a big trade like this, I think, to shake things up. And obviously, Pascal Siakam's name has come up a ton. That is a guy who you can get a lot of prospects for and future draft picks. So, I mean, they say history repeats itself, guys. And, you know, as we go along with the season, Raptors continue to struggle. It might be inevitable that they do need to make another huge trade like they did 10 years ago. And that trade piece this time around might be Pascal Siakam, who could net them a whole ton and put them into a much better position going forward here. So we'll see. A lot of parallels, a lot of similarities. And um, yeah, just wild to look back at it. 10 years later, time has just gone by so quick that Rudy Gay trade really did ignite this Raptors team into future success. So the Raptors, they now look to get a win on the anniversary date of the Rudy Gay trade as the Raptors will take on the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte Friday night. And guys, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. This is a must-win for the Toronto Raptors. You talk about an early must-win game. This is a must-win because if the Raptors lose this game, the sky might be falling for them, and this might ignite panic mode if the Raptors cannot beat the 6-13 and 13 lowly Charlotte Hornets. Because this could very well be the game that just, you know, determines a whole ton for the Raptors and really forces management to look at this product and, and finally admit to themselves, okay, we got to do something here. Because the Hornets, they've lost two in a row, three and seven in their last ten. They're not a good basketball team. They're a bottom-feeding team. I mean, when you look at the East, Pistons and Wizards are just in their own tier right now of just being brutally bad. But then, 
You look at the next tier, the Raptors find themselves in that tier. You got the Hornets, Bulls, and Raptors who do not occupy a playing spot, and they're at the bottom, in the bottom five, along with the Pistons and Wizards. And the Bulls, funny enough, they've won three in a row. And, you know, this Hornets team, I think, is very bad. And sooner or later, they're going to find themselves maybe in that tier of the Wizards and Pistons. So the Raptors lose this game. I mean, like I said, the sky is going to start to fall for them because the Raptors really need to get back on track because with these losses piling up here, it is just going to essentially dig their grave because we are in December now. Still relatively early into the season, but we're hitting a pivotal point where, you know, and I think Dennis Schroeder mentioned this, over the next 20 games, like we already have a good representation of this team. My opinion has been made, as I'm sure many fans' opinion has been made on this team. But the next 20, to be fair, will really dictate a whole ton. And and this month of December will be very crucial because you want to set the tone, go into the new year with momentum. If this team continues to fall here and they completely fall flat on their face, this thing could get ugly because, you know, you look at the Raptors' schedule, they have lost very, very winnable games already. They've dropped four of their last five. You lose to the Hornets here, and then you got the Knicks on Monday who beat your butt, you know, on Friday, last Friday. You got a matchup against the Hawks twice. The Hawks have given the Raptors problems over the last couple of seasons, so... I mean, this is the time where the Raptors need to turn the ship because these are winnable games. You can definitely beat the Hornets. You can definitely beat the Knicks. And then you can definitely beat the Hawks who have underachieved. I know they've had your number, but they have underachieved. And then you have the Hornets again. So you look at this next five-game span for the Raptors. If they're going to make a run, if they are going to get that three-game winning streak, which is going to earn them a team dinner by head coach Darko Ryakovich, they got to do it now. They got to really take advantage of these next five and go on a winning streak because then they got the Nuggets and the 76ers. So they got to take care of business over these next five. And, you know, you look at December as a whole, relatively lenient in terms of competition. I'm looking at here, you know, they got the Jazz who have been bad. They got the Wizards who have been a disgrace. They have the Pistons. So really, the only tough games the Raptors have in this month, Celtics, Nuggets, Sixers. So that is three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in the month that are very winnable. So can the Raptors go eight and three? Can they reel off a winning streak here? Because I feel like if they are unable to take advantage of this weaker schedule here in this month, it's going to be the beginning of the end for this team. Because if you can't get this done now, I mean, I I don't see this thing turning around in the new year. So the Raptors with a very pivotal December, it starts with a game against the Hornets. They got to win that game because if they don't, like I said, people are going to be calling for immediate change and uh, things are going to get ugly with this Raptors team. But that is going to conclude today's show. Just wanted to go over a couple of topics, guys. Let me know. What your takeaways have been with some of the things that I mentioned in today's show. Would you make a lineup change to the starting lineup now? What do you think of the 10-year anniversary? Do you think the Raptors are in need of a Rudy Gay-esque trade 10 years later right now? And how do you think the Raptors will fare in their matchup against the Hornets and for the rest of this month of December? 
You can find this podcast, like I said, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Be sure to hit a, a like on the video here. Subscribe to the channel for more. That is it for me, guys. Luke Rosano signing off. Thank you so much for watching the Raptors Nation podcast or listening to it wherever you get your podcasts. I will catch you all again in the next one. I will have a Raptors post-game video after their game against the Hornets. That is it for me. Until next time, stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.